This is session five in our series Battling Unbelief with a specific focus on how unbelief fails to produce love, holiness, and sin killing, and how belief or faith, saving faith in particular, does produce love, holiness, and sin killing. And we're shifting gears now for the next eight sessions on specific kinds of unbelief, or better, specific kinds of sin that we need to kill by belief, by faith, by being satisfied with all that God is for us in Jesus. And I'm going to assume everything we've looked at so far. Session five is battling the unbelief behind anxiety. So, Father, as we Look at passages of Scripture in which you have given us glorious promises intended to defeat the unbelief of anxiety. Open our eyes to see them, cherish them, be so satisfied by them that we are free from anxiety. This would make us very unusual people in the world who would have a compelling testimony as we are freed to attend to others' needs and not be so worried about our own. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's the simple, straightforward, childlike word that we taught to our children when they were little. Psalm 56.3, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, God. When. It's so helpful because it says to children, this is going to happen to you, and it does to adults, right? When I am afraid, I begin to do battle. And the way I do battle against unbelief is by trusting you. And I do it by means of this helpful psalm. Lamentations 3.22 The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never. It seems like they do, but they don't. They never come to an end. Really? It seems like we go for days without experiencing mercies. No, they are new every morning. And this is being said in the middle of the most afflicted, horrific book in the Bible, the book of Lamentations that describes the destruction of Jerusalem, the horrors of that experience. And in the middle chapter of that Worst of all books comes this word, new, every morning, great is your faithfulness. So we must wake up every morning taking all the anxieties that are starting to pile on, and with this promise, we defeat the unbelief that produces that anxiety. No, God's mercies are new this morning. 1 Peter 5, 7 Cast all your anxieties on him. This is what we do. We cast them on him because he cares for you. Every morning he cares for his children. If by faith you are united to Jesus Christ and belong to him and his spirit dwells in you, all these promises are yours. Because he cares for you, you don't have to be anxious. And so we say this to ourselves. We battle the unbelief of anxiety by reminding ourselves, he cares for me. He cares for me. We preach that to ourselves. This is the most common promise my family 
with my children and my wife, the one we've used most often for the last 50 years. Fear not, for I am with you. Fear not. That's don't have anxiety. Get rid of your fear. Fight your fear. Get rid of the unbelief of fear and anxiety because I'm with you. Don't be dismayed. Get rid of that sinful state because I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. Oh, how sweet is that promise in the midst of great trial. I have used it, dare I say, a thousand times to steady my heart when I'm threatened and I need God to be my God. I need his strength. I need his help. I need to be upheld. And what a promise we have in Isaiah 41.10. Now, what I want to do with the rest of our time in this session is take specific states of anxiety and show how the Bible is tailor-made to provide specific anti-sin, anti-anxiety promises for each state of anxiety. Anxiety about a sense of inadequacy. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency, so not inadequacy, but adequacy and sufficiency in all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. In other words, God will not ask anything of you, any work from you, for which he does not provide the sufficiency. It is available. He doesn't let you be tested beyond what you are able. He gives you what you need. That's a promise right there from 2 Corinthians 9, 8. All grace will provide the sufficiency you need for every work he expects from you. Not every work in the universe. There are works that you're not expected to do, but the ones he expects you to do, he gives you the sufficiency to do. You don't need to have anxiety if he's calling you to do something. Anxiety about a sense of weakness. Jesus said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So I will all the more gladly, Paul says, boast of my weaknesses. He's not going to be anxious about them. He's going to boast about them. I will boast gladly, gladly. He has found gladness in the promise of the sufficiency of grace so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content, not anxious, but content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I'm weak, then am I strong. Oh, what a dynamic Paul brought into his life and offers us by the Scriptures through the Holy Spirit that we would be glad and boast in our weaknesses rather than anxious about them. Anxiety about insignificance, the insignificance of my life. How many times have I spoken this at a funeral to people who are old and feel like their lives have little significance anymore? Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding, do lots of it, abounding in the work of the Lord. And I think that's any work done for the glory of the Lord in the strength of the Lord. It's not just ministry. It's not just professional Christian ministry. Any work that you do for the glory of the Lord in the strength of the Lord, you can know in the Lord your labor is not in vain. It is not insignificant. 
What a glorious truth, because sometimes our lives feel so insignificant and small. That's not true. God Almighty attends to our work, and if we do it for His glory and in His power, it is not done in vain. Anxiety about decisions, good and upright. Psalm 25, 8 and 9, good and upright is the Lord. He instructs sinners. This is why this is such a precious psalm. I love Psalm 25 because I qualify. (laughs) He instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble. What else can you be when you recognize your sin? He, he, He leads the humble in what is right. He teaches the humble his way. Look at those promises. Instructs sinners in his way, leads the humble in what is right, teaches the humble his way. We don't need to fret about guidance because he has promised to help us as we look to him. Anxiety about adversaries. Oh my goodness, how many of those will we have over a lifetime? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, God is for us, who can be against us? And the answer there is what? You say, well, lots of people. No, no one successfully. It's really important to get it right, right? Who can be against us? Well, of course, they can kill us. I mean, that's verse 31, verse 35 and 36 says we are being killed all day long. Adversaries can kill us, but they can't defeat us. They can't condemn us. They can't ruin God's purpose for our lives. No one can successfully be against us if God is for us. What a freedom from from adversaries does that give us? Anxiety is about afflictions. Psalm 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Sooner or later... You will come out of your afflictions, either in this life or in the next. Nobody is left in affliction forever in God's family. God cares about us in our affliction, knows that they are many. He has ordained that they be many, and he will bring us out. And therefore, we don't need to be anxious that they're going to have the last word. I didn't put it here, but this is uh, anxiety about aging. (laughs) Why would I think of that, right? I'm 72. Isaiah 46, 3 and 4. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, all the remnant of the house of Israel who have been born by me, born by me from before your birth. God carried us before we were born if we belonged to Jesus. Carried from the womb, then after we were born, he carried us, even to old age. Yes, all our life long, he has carried us. I am he, to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made, I will bear, I will carry, I will save. Get the message, old people. We don't need to be anxious about aging. It's hard to get old. It's hard to lose your memory. It's hard to drop out of society. It's hard to go alone into a nursing home and have people only visit every month or two. It's hard to get old and die. And if we have this and we bank our hope on this, people may 
neglect us, God will never neglect us. I will carry you. I have made you. I will bear you. I will carry you. I will save even to gray hairs. This is precious for old people's anxiety. What about anxiety about persevering? Will I last? Will my faith last? We are part of the new covenant in Jesus Christ. I will make with them an everlasting covenant. That's what Jesus sealed with his blood. That I will not turn away from doing good to them. Never, 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 never for a billion, billion ages of years. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. He won't drop you and he won't let you jump. You get that? I've heard some people say it makes me really angry. Well, sure, it says no one can pluck you from his hand, but you can jump out of his hand. No, you can't. Not if you belong to him. Because he said, the people in this everlasting covenant, I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. He won't let it happen. That's the only reason any of us wake up a Christian in the morning. Anxiety about death. This is really precious to me because God gave me this right after the doctor said we needed to do a biopsy about my cancer 12 years ago. God has not destined us for wrath. Oh, how precious to have this come to my mind after he walked up to get the biopsy machine. God has, this is not wrath, John Piper. Saint, loved by Jesus, your cancer is not wrath. But he has destined us to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us so that whether we wake, we're awake or asleep, that means alive or dead, we will live with him. Whether we are alive or whether we are dead, we will live with him. You don't need to be anxious about death. So, conclusion. We kill the sin of anxiety. We kill the sin of anxiety by believing Believing, this is a battling against unbelief by believing God's promises. Or that is, we kill the sin of anxiety by being satisfied. This is faith. This is what belief in essence is. By being satisfied in all that God promises to be for us in Jesus Christ. That is, the great battle of life, the great battle is to be satisfied in God.